over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. And welcome back, y'all. We are a call-in talk show for those of you that are trying to get something done around your house, home, castle, or cabin. We broadcast statewide, and it's one toll-free number, one 767 4348 And it's our goal to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Well, you out there now have a responsibility to your new neighbor to make sure they know about Rosie on the House. 100,000 new Arizona residents in the last 12 months. 100,000 new Arizonans. So make sure they know they're welcome, but let's make sure they know how to be protected. Make sure they know about rosieonthehouse.com. We're here to answer your questions. If you've got that, that holiday project that you just, I've got one that I need a special tool to get it done. And I just haven't had the guts to call the one guy that I know has that tool, but I'm gonna do it Monday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean in on him and say, "Man, I need that one. Tool. I need that one too." Oh, so you're looking to borrow, not buy? Right. Yeah. I just, I just got to make one bend with it. <laughs> so metal um, conduit bender. Are you uh, running some electrical uh, and so gas line? I'm, I'm putting diamond plate uh, wainscoting in my garage. So. Everything oh, from Wayne's so like a sheet bender. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I need a break. That's one. that's one tool you would borrow. <laughs> a lot of times I'll still buy a tool for a one-use application just depending on the price of the tool and the likelihood that maybe right. down the road I'll need it later. But I don't think I'd buy a sheet bender for one 90-degree no, no. no. bend. Don't need, a, don't need a break. That's a big investment I, for one that bend. Would, that would sit and collect a lot of dust before it was ever used again. So maybe you've got that project that uh, your wife or someone in the house is asking you to get done before the holidays, before the guests arrive. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. We'll help you get it done. You can email info at rosieonthehouse.com or send text to four one one nine two three. And we're going to get through those texts right now. Um, and Texas really changed the way Colin Talk Radio has w- operated and functioned over the last decade. And, you know, it is so much easier to read a text than talk to somebody on a cell phone who's in a car, on Bluetooth, on the highway, coming in and out of the conversation, trying to understand what they're asking. It's not like the old days where somebody would call from the comfort of their lazy boy or at their kitchen nook and sit there for 20, 30, 40 minutes and have a conversation. Uh, that texting has really shortened our conversation. So there's a lot of things we have to assume or a lot of things we make our best guess, and we're going to do that here in these text questions. This one comes in from uh, to 411923. I have a two bathrooms and two questions number one what is our option to convert a tub to a shower in upstairs bathroom i'm worried it will affect the potential resale value to a family with kids um number two 
If I keep the tub, is refinishing with wall panels to replace the old tiles a good look? Bill and Gilbert. Resale value, I'm going to say that's a pretty small factor here. I don't think you would um, lose a sale to a home, to a family member, if the location was right, oh. a tub's not going to be a factor at and the And what end. the realtors are telling me is that the tub's really only a factor in infants and very small kids. But even Because once the kids are five or six or seven or eight, they all just take showers anyway. And and in an infant stage, you're not putting them in a tub. You're doing them in the sink. You know, it's it's very seldom that you're getting to a, uh, you know, a, a two, three, four-year-old. It, it's a little bit early later where they're walking age that you're doing them in a tub. And that's Bill and Gilbert? It is. Well, Bill, I can tell you, uh, you ought to do what's right for your family. Take a good look at how long you're going to be in a home. I was just visiting with some um, homeowners just this week who wanted to redo three bathrooms. But they know they're only going to be in the house another three to five years. And I said, okay, that kind of helps us set some goals on where to spend the money. Because when the house is listed, that second bathroom upstairs isn't going to have a big impact on your sales price. But this guest bathroom downstairs and your master bath, maybe we just put lipstick on that second bathroom upstairs. But let's do some elegantly nice things in the master bath and the guest bath downstairs. So, Bill, I can tell you the bathroom shower question is a never-ending question that doesn't have a right answer. But the question about setting panels over the top of your tile or lining the tub with a new liner without having to tear everything out, that's a very, very viable option um, with manufacturers in town that offer 20-year guarantees on the material that have introduced new looks that are actually quite handsome. But know this, there are other manufacturers of that product that are doing jobs without building permits and aren't giving the warranty issue and aren't as prone to remedy chronic problems. So that in that world, of bathtub liners and wall panels that go over the top of your existing tile or existing cultured marble. Just know this, like in every other part of contracting, there are good guys and there are bad guys. And if the people you're talking to aren't talking about pulling a permit, then you're not talking to the right people. Now, I can't find this online yet, so I'm. here's your next, I'm not going to say million-dollar idea, but I, I think somebody can make a few bucks with this. <clears throat> Picture this. You get rid of the tub. You put in a shower. You've got a low two, three-inch lip you got to step over to get into your tub. <clears throat> We're going to make an extension that's going to go on there, and it's going to seal. The weight of the water is even going to help push it against the seal and make it 
waterproof, and it's just going to be an insert you can add in to create a tub or shower to a tub. It's just going to be a little six. You could buy it in an 8-inch lip. You could buy it in a 12-inch lip. You could buy it in an 18-inch lip. However deep you wanted that tub, you just put a little insert. It would take a little bit of you know, waterproofing line. And the more water you add to that, the more weight pushes against it, making it even more waterproof. Not unlike the sit-in tubs that they've right. come up with in the last it, few it, years. It would be similar to that. So if it hasn't been invented yet, there's an idea for somebody. And we'll put that, once we get our Rosie on the House manufacturing plant, Gary, go and add that to our product list on the assembly. Yeah, it's being done right now. <laughs> and I tell you, at, at Rosie Wright Remodeling, we are removing a lot more tubs than we are refinishing. Now, um, on yep. that third bathroom, if you've got three, maybe a tub can live there, so you have one. But there are very, very few families anymore asking to keep the tub. They're virtually all going to shower. I got a question. Those bathroom panels that they, that he's talking about, yeah, are they resistant to mold? Oh yeah, yeah. They're uh, the one hundred percent acrylic are completely inorganic. There's nothing there that oh. can in, that in, can motivate mold to start. So and very easy to clean. No grout joints with pores to get settled in the roots of the mold. So I'm I'm a big fan on it. I can remember as a kid, the first place we ever saw that was at Waweep Marina in Lake Powell. And my mom, the mother of seven, looked at those one-piece shower panels and said, holy cow, if I could have thought of one thing to invent, I wish I could have invented those. Because you could literally dismount the shower head on the end of the hose and clean the whole thing with one big wash down and a little brush. And no grout and no caulk joints. It would, I'm a big fan of them. The texts continue to flow in. We've got Chip and Chandler. We've got Mike and Maricopa. We're going to hit Joyce and Gilbert next. I have a 1983 HVAC system that just went out. 36 years old, you got your money's worth. I don't know how to size the unit on the roof and what size I should have my new air conditioning. I don't want to get scammed. I'm a senior single woman, and I need your help. Thanks. Well, <clears throat> first tip. Don't tell anybody you're single. When you get the proposal done, you say, thank you very much. I'll talk it over with my husband when he gets home, and we'll follow up once we've made our decision. Don't ever tell anybody you're a single senior citizen. The wrong person just sees that as an opportunity to do exactly what you don't want, and that's to take advantage of you and scam you. So step number one, don't ever tell anybody you're single. Second, uh, if you're using a Rosie certified partner, you won't have to worry about that. These are guys that we would send to our grandparents' home. They're the same people that do work on our homes. They've been vetted, licensed, bonded, insurance, insured, and in business at least five years. In fact, the average, the 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 newest 
HVAC company on our network is 15 years old. The one that's been in the business the longest is 65 years old. These guys have been around for a long time, and there's a reason for that. Uh, some of them do offer discounts for senior citizens, uh, some 10, some 15%, uh, and then just get a couple estimates. And they should do a load calculator to determine the correct size of HVAC equipment because it's not a standard one-size-fits-all like we used to use in the past. So go to rosieonthehouse.com, put in your zip code, select the category, you'll find the contractor right for you. Don't get your windows replaced until you get an education and a quote from the experts at Pella Windows. So we've got Adam Homer in. Do you often change the window product as you go around the house? Oftentimes, customers wanting to turn a window into a door. If somebody wants to take a an operable window, maybe that they don't ever open, we turn those into picture windows. Would you change glazing options as you go around a house? You know, I guess intuitively it kind of makes sense. I mean, I understand why people think that maybe I'll I'll do uh, you, you know your best sun defense glass on the west and south exposure, and maybe do something different uh, and less expensive on the north and east side of the house. I mean, when it's 115 degrees outside, it's 115 degrees outside. Whether the sun's on it or not. You're going to put sun defense glass if you're here in the valley uh, throughout your whole home. Take the time to think through the right door and window. Fellas, two locations in Scottsdale and Tucson. Find them at rosieonthehouse.com under certified partners. This segment, we're joined with Jason Barlow, the current president and CEO of Habitat for Humanity Central Arizona. Y'all are celebrating 35 years of building homes here in Arizona. And the original nonprofit that we partnered with just because it tied in with housing so well. And I can't tell you, and I'm sure you run in this a lot of times too, where people don't understand the full Habitat mission and what it takes to get a Habitat home. This isn't giving away housing. I mean, what you put these people through to earn the home is incredible. Yeah, thank you, Romy. And yeah, this will be 35 years anniversary for Habitat Central Arizona. And our, you know, our mission still continues. The bread and butter is putting people in affordable homes with affordable mortgages. And uh, our homeowners work for their home with sweat equity. Our homeowners have to put in 400 hours of sweat equity on a new home. They also pay a mortgage back to Habitat. We don't give our homes away. A, A lot of people still seem to think that our program's a hand up, not a handout. So our families will pay their affordable mortgage back to Habitat. That money just rolls back in to support future Interest homes. free? Interest free. We don't charge any interest on our loans. You'd mentioned 400 hours they have to put into their own home. Isn't there a requirement on another Habitat home that they're also required to fulfill? Well, many of them do end up working on other homes as well. For instance, the we just finished a project in Tempe. We did 18 three-story townhomes. Many of those residents, because they were right next door and across the street, also not only worked on their own homes, but homes next door. And it's the, I want to say, the tightest-knit neighborhood you'll ever find in the Valley, because they were also uh, involved in each other's construction. And a lot of people say, well, it's all built by volunteers. The quality can't be that good. <laughs> it's their own home. I mean, the amount of time and attention and quality, you know, it, it could very easily rank above many production builders. <laughs> well, we that you know, it's true. Our homes are primarily built by volunteers, but our volunteer leaders are an incredibly talented group of 
of men and women who have been with us for years. Uh, probably our senior builder has over 55 homes under his belt and just as a volunteer. Isn't that an amazing thing? I think the only thing you'll find different in a Habitat home is it probably has three times as many nails as a, as a normal home. And I kind of think that's a good thing. They, uh, our volunteers love to pound nails in. And you guys are uh, something new, innovative coming up on in 3D printing. We talked uh, recently with one of our Belgard partners about the technology. A lot of prefab stuff is going to make up for labor shortages. And you're looking at potentially doing a, a 3D print? Well, that would be, yes, we're exploring that opportunity. Habitat continues to seek uh, more affordable, more reproducible kinds of uh building technology and methods. We've looked at a lot of different things, uh, tiny homes and cargo homes and things like this. The 3D printing, uh, the 3D house printer, if you please, is an interesting technology, which which we will experiment with and see where it leads us. So for my 400 volunteer hours, am I just am I just a concrete mixer the whole time feeding that printer? Well, if if we end up going that direction, the the printer really only just does the exterior walls and some of the interior walls, and then the in, the inside of the home still all has to be built out. So cabinets and floors and all of that. So, and y'all are a nonprofit. One of the ways that y'all raise funding, uh, aside from direct and private donations, is through your restores. That's right. We have uh, five restores here in the valley, and it's a uh, they're a uh, just a, a thrift store basically that sells gently used uh, home products, uh, windows, doors, things like that, as well as paint and some new product and and a lot of new product. Frankly, that people gives to us give to us uh, that uh, they were going to dump in the landfill. We intercept it and get it out on the floor and sell it. It's sold tax-free, and the money comes back to the mission of Habitat. And the deconstruction crews ahead of a remodel are great. I know uh, growing up with Dad, every remodeling project at uh, our house all started with the idea and the concept that you're, you're going to throw this away. You're going to pay me to come rip this out of your house. Well, I'm just going to take it. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, the entertainment center came from a client's house. These appliances <laughs> came from a different appliance. Yeah. There's a lot of great material out there that uh, gets pulled out of homes before it's ready for its end of life use. And you guys step in, take those materials, take those appliances, take those light fixtures, and sell them to the general public. That's right. And we'll give you, uh, we, we come in with a, a professional staff member and volunteers, again, that, that do this all week long. We'll take the stuff out and give you a donation receipt right on the spot, take it to our restores and sell it to people who could really use it. The, the cabinets, the toilets, the windows, whatever it is that you're having removed ahead of a renovation. And really, uh, I've not found a contractor yet that doesn't like to come into a kitchen renovation and find it's all clean and ready to go, and they don't have the job of taking it out. And it keeps out of the landfill, and that's what's important to us. That's hugely important. I've turned a few friends on that I know have mountain cabins that, uh, you know, they're maintenance and they're not looking for something that's a perfect match or a whole set of something, but just a little fix up here and there that it's it's a great use for you know, a second home application if you've got a little hideaway in the mountains. That's right. Our restores have an amazing amount of stuff in them, and I just encourage you all to come out and look. You can find the restores at our website, which is habitatcaz.org. That's habitatcaz.org. And you have a new store opening soon? 
Yes, we're going to have one in West Phoenix. We'll uh, let you know, and hopefully we can we can have you out for the grand opening. You've been so generous with a lot of those things in the past, so thank you very much. We would love to. I understand we're just waiting on a few permitting issues that uh, have come up. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. All right, Jason Barlow, current president of Habitat for Humanity Central Arizona. Tell you what, I'm in the ho-ho holiday spirit. Peanut. The horse or the kid? Peanut, my kid, my daughter, showed up with three grandchildren. So we've been doing the ho-ho Santa Claus thing virtually every night with grandchildren. Tree trimming, tree decorating, eggnog drinking, just having an absolute blast. I hope... You're having just as much fun yourself at wherever you are. Now, one of the things you can get excited about, folks, is that the median price of an Arizona home has now hit an all-time record, even higher than it was back in 2006 and 2007. And the bittersweet part of that is one of the things that's driving it is the 100,000 new Arizona residents that are moving here. The demand is driving the price. Now, here's a real, before I go to our topic of the week, which I want to talk about, here's the real most astounding news I read all week long, that Arizona was the number two most affordable state in the United States to live. So our price is hitting record levels, our median home price hitting record levels. We have the fastest growing county in the country. We have 100,000 new Arizona residents this year alone, and we're the number two most affordable state to live in. Now, let me just read you the top 10. There's a couple surprises here. And this is the top 10 most, most affordable, affordable. Mississippi. Okay. Okay. Texas. Okay. Lots of land, lots of oh. inventory. Oklahoma, New Mexico, the state of Washington, Alabama, North Carolina, Georgia, virtually all with the exception of New Mexico and Washington, Southeast America, right? So Arizona comes in at number two. Now, the real surprise of this study is what came in as the most affordable state to live in. Hmm. And I'm going to tell you because uh, you know you'll what? never guess it. It's probably the one that's the coldest, wettest, snowiest, dreariest, most politically corrupt. Well, it is the most politically corrupt. It's D.C. <laughs> and you know what? I've got good friends that live in Great Falls, Virginia, good friends that live in Cabin John, Maryland, good friends that live in Silver Spring, Annapolis. None of them brag about how affordable their community is to live in. I, I think that really raises a great amount of suspicion into this study. I was going to say, how I remember D.C. Something. could be rated more affordable than Arizona, I'll never get. 
I remember something in the last half a decade, five, six, seven years, that said D.C. for the first time ever became the most expensive. So if it went from the most expensive to the most affordable, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Well, anyway. Congratulations to Arizona for being the fastest growing, uh, medium, medium price, including record highs. And congratulations to Gilbert and Chandler, which made the top 15 most livable cities in all of America. So Arizona sure has a lot going for it. So we're going to continue our attempt to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. I hope we can keep up at 100,000 new a year. Well, and something that's happening in real time is we talk about a referral network. Well, it's not just homeowners that trust it, our own contractors. Brad from Integrity Air Conditioning just sent me a text and said, hey, I just heard the commercial about that pipelining and drains. I need it. Who was it? <laughs> so I sent him the link to New Flow. They work in both Phoenix and Tucson. And if you've got a drain that is leaking, a plumbing drain line, they can drag an epoxy liner through it. It's a pretty cool system. I saw it, and even seeing it is more impressive than just hearing about it. Extend the drain line a lot, lot nicer than digging up your whole drain line. It doesn't work all the time. If we catch it soon enough, you can extend the life of your drain line with this system. So the one, um, one more service you can find at rosieonthehouse.com. Some of these homes that were built in South Central Scottsdale, the historic district of uh, Phoenix, the historic districts of Tucson. Some of these homes are approaching 80, 90, 100 years old. And those soil lines are approaching the end of their economic life. And New Flow offers an excellent alternative. The first place I ever found out about them actually was a homeowner in the foothills of Tucson, and he, uh, the home was 50 years old, and all the waste lines were deteriorated to the point that he was having to roto root uh, once every couple weeks. So he had an estimate, and the the house sitting on the side of the foothills was completely tiled, gorgeous floor tile, and his wife said, "I don't know how you're going to fix this problem." But you're not removing this tile, and you're not saw-cutting my floor. <laughs> so that gave the husband of the house the challenge to find what technology it was going to take to fix those lines. He found New Flow, called me, said that I had heard of them. I hadn't. This was 10 years ago. And we started doing research on them and found them to be a very credible, viable option to relining your soil waste lines without having to saw cut and tear up your whole house. Okay, let me get, I've been saying we're going to do it. Let's get to the top of the week. And it's all about. <laughs> Can I, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're going to interrupt me? <laughs> no, well, I, a texter is. I've lived in D.C. twice during different times of my life. The statistic must be a comparison of the extreme expensive and the extremely impoverished in no way shape or form are desired areas of dc affordable <laughs> they aren't i was thinking about that <laughs> way in the back of my mind <laughs> thanks alex uh, all all of my good friends in the dc area just happen to be remodeling contractors and i've seen what they get done for a hundred thousand dollars and it isn't very much <laughs> 
I mean, just parking is an unbelievable nightmare and headache. Where to put the dumpster? Where to put the J. John? Where to, I mean, it's just, oh. I, I, I've only been there a couple oh, times man. in my life, and two of them were for tourist reasons. So it's not like we were ever far off the mall and the Smithsonian's. But one time was to look at the Wilder's work. But there was that snowstorm that came through all the power Snow and all the service was shut down we were basically in a snow lock the whole time it didn't get i don't remember anything but a gray haze for four days they called it snowmageddon <laughs> i remember that trip all right so i'm glad alex agrees with us dc can't possibly be one of the most affordable places to live in the country and washington dc is 68.34 square miles that's not very big that's no, less than not I think Tucson's bigger than that. Oh, a lot bigger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about all the home entertainment you're going to be doing. We're, we're doing it with our grandchildren now that have shown up. I mean, I'm learning things about my Apple TV. I, I don't know. We've had that thing for how many years, babe? Three years? Four years? The new one on the porch? No, the new one in the living oh, room. Oh, the Apple. Yes. Yes, we have. And my grandkids are showing me things on that thing I never even knew it did. So that's one good reason to bring the grandkids around once in a while is have them teach you to learn all your electronics. Yeah, Tucson's 3.5 times bigger than D.C. Okay, got that settled. You know, one of the things you're going to want to do here with all the family coming in is take a look at that entertainment equipment. We were having a little bit of trouble with ours just the other night. And Jennifer's fail-safe number one tip is always shut her down. Reboot. Reboot it. And it's exactly what our system needed. It hadn't been turned off in months. Uh, there's always something going on. There's a little reset button in the front of your cable box. You just open that little door and press it, and reset it, and everything comes back most of the time. The next time you run into the, the uh, drugstore or the grocery store, you know, most of us always have spare double A's laying around. But we don't tend to stock up on triple A's which control a lot of the remotes. so That's so strange because we always have the reverse. Do you always have the triple A's? <laughs> and can never find the double A's. Golly. And I would, I would tell you I stopped you buying things that required batteries. Well, that's, that's smart for sure. I tried to give Romy back something the other day. I said, is this one of your kids? He said, does it take batteries? And I said, yeah. I said, then it's not one of my kids. <laughs> but I, I found out it was. <laughs> well, I, I have the philosophy on batteries like I do... On PVC glue and wood glue. You know, you can buy these big packs of double A's at about half the price per battery that you can buy a four pack. But I never buy those big packs. They're, the the PVC glue in the big containers goes bad before you can use it all. The wood glue in the large containers always goes bad before you can use it all. So I only... So I have to buy more often, but what I'm buying is always fresh. So take a look at your battery supply, your and double A's, your triple A's. I even had a remote control for the first time. Um, it's a it's a barco meter to get the dog to quit barking, our new puppy. <laughs> and it's got, uh, what's the little square one? Nine a, volt? A, a nine volt battery. So now I got to start stocking one of those. And I bet your battery theory, like glue, the fresher the better. You get 
one of those old ones that the top layer of the glue, you may be able to pull the knife out or whatever you've right. used to plug the top and get that top layer off and it's wet underneath and you can still work with it, but it never works the same. Not quite, not quite. So here are a couple things you ought to consider. In your home entertainment system, if you pull the receiver and the cable box uh, and the Bluetooth, a Blu-ray player out, uh, and you can't find the cord to the right appliance quickly, you might think about taking a couple minutes and getting some zip ties and getting all that cleaned up. But I will tell you this, most people's tendency when they do that is to unplug it, wrap it over and over and over and over into a tight coil, and then plug it back in. Well, you've you've just generated a heater because now you've gener- now you've created a transformer. As the electricity goes around and around circles that tight to each other, you're generating heat. So find a way to lace them in long spaghetti loops without tight tight circles. Get them zip tied together. And if you really want a shocker, open the stereo cabinet, move everything to one side, and start your leaf blower. (laughs) And point it down to the bottom section. You aren't going to believe the assorted sizes of lint ball bombs that come floating out of that thing. This would be an excellent opportunity while you're in there sorting cables and hitting your reset buttons to go ahead and do a good vacuum job. And just make sure that if you use that leaf blower, you do have someone on the other end with a vacuum, and you could take a big thing of, like, <clears throat> poster board. You know, take a big thing of poster board, wrap it around the end of your vacuum. Like you see they put around dogs' necks after they've had surgery to keep them from biting the staples. Put a big thing like that and just turn it on so it's got this big catchment. To, and so you're sucking in all the dirt before it gets blown all over your home. It's Rosie on the House with you every Saturday morning. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. Well, I'm sure this isn't the only person out there dealing with the same issue. From a texter just now, wants to know what type of tradesman do I hire to find a source for a leaking roof? been a nice wet winter so far the solution <laughs> and also <clears throat> needs wall damage repaired so i guess there's a couple things to look at here for a roof leak by default just call a roofer and i know a lot of people think well i don't want that because they're just going to try and sell me a new roof maybe maybe not depends on the age of the roof and if it's over 20 years you're getting pretty close just depends on how bad the damage is 30 years, you're really close. 35, 40 years, you're gotten well more than you paid for out of that roofing system. And the new roofing systems today do come with a 50-year warranty, depending on the manufacturer and the contractor you're hiring. So, yes, you will need a roofer, but if the water damage is extensive, and this is going through your insurance company, a lot of roofers don't deal directly with insurance. They just 
customer direct, whether it's a general contractor or a homeowner. And there are companies that work specially with insurance companies, and those are restoration contractors, and they carry a full general contracting license. So I would start with a roofer if we determine we've got massive amount of damage on the interior, and uh, the roofer still may be able to repair the work, but all the restoration you gotta work stop the leak. <laughs> inside may be the restoration contractor. Got to stop the leak. Then, then you start assessing what the damage is inside. Yeah. Start with the roofer for sure. So, we appreciate the question. I think this was one of the wettest Novembers we've had in a long, long time. I mean, I think, I think with that rain we had the first week of December, we were almost at three inches over the course of about thirty-five days. So it's going to be another, another nice wet winter, just like it was last year. I hope this is great. I love it. <clears throat> Never complain about the rain in Arizona. That's right. <laughs> we so, don't get it often enough. As we're winding down the show today, we have one more broadcast prior to Christmas. But we did want to, in our role of protecting you, we did want to bring you up on some scams uh, that are hitting the market. Make you aware of them. One, one specifically was for Amazon. Uh, you, but it applies to any time you shop online. You know how you order something and then it'll come to your email and say, hey, you know, we received your order. Thank you for your order. We've shipped your order. There are some that will say, hey, we need more information to ship your order or your credit cards. You know, you need to verify your credit card. So if that's the case, then don't don't click on any link in your email. Go directly to like Amazon and find your own account. Sign in, find your account, and see if that's the case because that's one way that they scam. They kind of go in the back way. It says it looks very, very realistic, and you will think it's Amazon. Ooh, boy. That's a, that, I, guess, I guess hackers are just very clever people. Well, we have a little tip on this Entertainment Center article. We, I talked to Dennis Sage at um, Dennis Sage Entertainment. He just had, had some ideas for shopping online. If you're going to buy... We were talking about the entertainment centers. Be sure that you buy um, from reputable dealers as well. If you buy outside of that, if it's just some kind of cheap deal on the Internet, it's going to affect your warranty, the product quality. It may not match up with the connections you have. So be sure you do a lot of thinking and consulting before you hop on and make sure that wherever you shop online, it has a little secure sign on the side with a little lock. Use a credit card, not a debit card. Yes, always. Look for HTPPS in the... Uh, browser. Right. Mm -hmm. There you go. So in our effort to protect you, there's just some additional tips. In our effort to encourage you uh, in your shopping, uh, get out and shop local. We highlighted Sibley's gift shop today. Uh, get over the Chandler-Gilbert area. They've got a lot of things going on uh, for family activities in the way of tumbleweed tree lighting and Music events uh, be a great opportunity to get out and uh, see. I mean, you you look at some of the 10 best things to do. I mean, one of the things I love to do is run up to the princess and uh, take the grandkids ice skating. That's uh, one of our little favorite traditions. There's no shortages of things you could find if you just look and spend your time locally, spend your money locally, and enjoy local Arizona. It's a great place to live. And <clears throat> I've noticed you're talking about all the people coming in. I don't know if that has to do with the change or the addition of vertical uh, buildings that we've seen. Yeah. Not just apartment complex, but I mean like condo-type, yeah, yeah. massive 
two, three, four thousand square foot multi-story. Got to find room for them. And uh, so that's going to add a new element, I think, over the course of time to the program. The, the vertical living is going to come into factor. We've done a few articles on the past, but never spent a lot of time featured it just because the majority of Arizona doesn't live in that type of setting. But with the addition of people and, you know, the, the water savings that that introduces and in going up. You know, so now you're only using water indoors where 70 percent of the water used for traditional homes is on the outdoors. So you're saving that 70 percent outdoors. So. Interesting point. If you've got a question between now and next week, one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. We answer that all week long at the office. Email info at rosieonthehouse.com or just straight to the website, rosieonthehouse.com. Oh,